Welcome to the Race to Rugby World Cup pod with Ron and Adam from the side of the road, somewhere on the planet. Race to Rugby World Cup pod, back in Tokyo. Uh, Ron and I have just finished our journey from Tokyo to Nagasaki, our first leg of uh, the journey. And we had to take a flight from Nagasaki back to Tokyo to get another flight to reach out to Hanoi. But this has given us the chance to um, uh, come and meet a good friend of mine and um, record this podcast and catch up with someone who's really involved in the game of rugby. <laughs> uh, we decided to find a little coffee shop and I must say, if it's, it's, it's priceless. It's like this underground, it's a little bit hot at the moment, but this underground like cave-like uh, coffee shop. <laughs> We've just had some iced coffees and, and, and so on, and it's it's pretty cool. But um, that's, yeah, we're not sure to enjoy the coffee. We had to um, have a good chat with 2019 World Cup winning Springbok and Cannon Eagles player Jesse Creel. And an absolute legend. <laughs> no, you guys are the legends. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, stoked to have you guys here in Tokyo. Good to have some familiar faces here. Um, very unusual. Uh, it's... Uh, I think since I've been here, it's been kind of COVID, so it's nice to have some uh, familiar faces here and uh, yeah, some mates, uh, especially at the game on the weekend, which was which was great. So so yeah, yeah, it was a good game. Um, so just for everyone listening, like I I went to Stellenbosch University where I ended up befriending majority of the Maritzburg College boys, <laughs> the school where Jesse Creel um, attended in his high school and it's in KwaZulu Natal in South Africa. And through that, um, I got to meet Jesse and Dan, his brother. Um, and yeah, what a, what a, every time they, they came down to that Stellenbosch area, we would always make sure that we had to link <laughs> up with the Blue Bulls under 20s uh, and, and see, see the buggers and have a couple of beers. So that's how I know Jesse and, and got familiar with him over the, over the years. Um, so yeah, absolute legend. He's you know fully part of the the friendship circles that I'm involved in in Cape Town, in Joburg, and basically the world. So yeah, uh, I think this is going to be a free flowing convo. Yeah, and I must say, obviously, Jesse, been following your career, and I think also been at the last two World Cups cheering you guys on. And uh, you know, it's been a great honour to meet you. And uh, as I say, delighted that we bumped into you completely randomly in Beppu of all places the other day. Yeah, that was that was that was funny. Uh, we were busy with our, our walkthrough outside the outside the hotel, and I just heard uh, I had a nickname at school, uh, uh, Jay Creasy, and I just heard uh, I haven't heard that since school. And Adam obviously <laughs> belted it out, and all the Japanese, uh, all, all the all my teammates were like, "What what's going on here? Like what's going on?" I, we were literally halfway walking through a play, and I was like, "What the fuck?" The ball came to me, and then I just had to carry on, and I was fuck. I felt bad because I couldn't. Say hi, and um, but yeah, I was so stoked. And then obviously, Oaks came and stopped there, and I ended up coming to the game. And yeah, it's probably one of my highlights of of, of being in Japan for for the last three years is uh, having some some mates there, and then uh, seeing you guys after the game. Maybe let's say after the 30th of October, 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. After that. literally, literally. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, it's it's uh, like just to paint a picture. Wita is on an island, uh, one of the Japanese islands. Yeah, and I, I just want to use this as a blank phrase but like basically the middle of nowhere of japan <laughs> and um we actually we once we left osaka we kind of um said goodbye to potentially watching any games because we we just didn't think there was any games and originally when i looked i saw 
um, the Eagles versus the Goliaths. Yeah. They're both Tokyo-based teams. So I, was, I didn't even yeah. look at the, the ground. Makes no sense. So I, anyway. I, didn't, I didn't even like pick, like I was like, oh, like Jesse's playing in Tokyo, can't watch. And then suddenly you see these massive oaks Firstly, playing rugby in a parking lot, um, and then I'm like, "Like, what the hell is that?" And then you start squinting your eyes, and I'm like, "No way, that's the Cannon Eagles." And yeah. that's where and there's only one oak with a set of guns like that. <laughs> yeah, Jesse was wearing a wife beater for everyone. Oh uh, uh, yeah, it was, but then the fact that it was a, a walkthrough of a game taking place that afternoon. Yeah, in two hours, like literally two hours before the game. We actually cycled yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, Did yeah. you? Yeah. yeah we so we had to, to Google site. on the Cannon Eagles website to see how do you get tickets to the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously, luckily, to Google Trans it comes through and it's like all these different things are you a member and eventually there's yeah. like a code that you can get at 7-Eleven so we cycle to nearest 7-Eleven mission there yes yeah, so it's also it's like very friendly and this is off a high base so these yeah. 7-Eleven staff are incredible yeah. all the conveners yeah, yeah. and then she like does all the whole thing on the machine and next thing two tickets pop out put our credit card in Yes. so we got about an hour and a half to get there 20k so we pushed it so, and it only must be one of the only stadiums well only countries in the world you can Park your fully loaded touring bikes with your passports, literally, and all your photo, all our podcast, everything our lives yeah, on our bikes. Yeah, yeah. We just chained it up outside the stadium, Shit. walked in and watched the game. And, and you I, got back, and nothing, not your bike was yeah. not it's bike crazy. Was yeah. Sometimes you actually get things. You'll find a sandwich on our saddle or something. It's so amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've, that's obviously why I've ended up deciding to stay on Longyear. The people are so amazing. And I think you guys have mentioned in the last couple of days, like, there's just such good people. and like the experiences, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the process, you know? Yeah. I, I actually want to, so, you know, getting to know you since basically first year, I'm going to, I'm going to walk through what I think your career went like. And I, I just correct me as I go, because for the light he's listening, there, there's, you know, there's a whole lot of ways, you know, you can make it to the top. And I think the top is generally being part of a squad that wins a world cup. You know, that's in terms of rugby, that's kind of the pinnacle There's you know, there's six nations, there's, um, premierships and super rugby trophies out there as well but I think that's the top but you have people that are breakthrough players like suddenly if someone finds someone at tw 24 years old at some rugby club and they make it up and some kid makes it from a, a under 16 game and gets called up somewhere but how I understand it is you and I, I use your brother now as well it's like you and your brother kind of went from under 13 A's at we had Murkison yeah so you know you, you got into the A team at under 13 and then you went to the big boarding school in South Africa Maritzburg College yeah. same thing 14 A's 15 A's yeah. 16 A's and then you played two years of firsts yep so you know they're all the tick boxes and then in matric you basically eye out making the Craven Week um, and in South Africa the Craven Week is like a um, a big tournament where interprovincial schools tournament an yeah. interprovincial schools tournament where the top players of the surrounding schools basically become a franchise and then they play each other and it's a great space for um, selectors to choose the under 20 box and scouts from foreign clubs yeah. Yeah. to come and pick out young talent yeah. so <laughs> at the moment yeah that's yeah. Their, their, their breeding ground yeah. so you you made Craven Week yeah, yeah, I think. 2012. Yeah, I think Craven Week obviously missed out um, in 2020. When was that? 2011. When, no, when I was when I was in grade 10. Uh, so Grand Como, the under 16 week, oh, yes, 2010. Yes, yes. Um, I remember that was probably the turning point where I realized, flip, this is where we're like, it really like sparked something because my brother, Dan, yeah. ended up making the team and I didn't. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I remember being so disappointed there, um, not making the team. And it was like really one of my goals to 
to kind of make that team and I didn't. And I remember that kind of sparking something in me and getting me going. And that's when the whole kind of drive, I think, when I realized I, I want to do, this is what I want to do, you know? Oh, that's epic. And um, yeah, then made the Craven Week team in, in um, 2012. And I think that was kind of, I mean, I, I was very lucky. I had a really good Craven Week. Also before that, kind of Heineken Mayer, um, kind of scouted us and was like he wants us to come to the Bulls, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a nice motivation and got us really thinking about doing rugby as a, a taking it up as a career. Had a good craving week, got selected for SA schools, and I think yeah, I never kind of looked back from there. It was just one thing after the next. And That's awesome. Yeah, just head down, um, met some um, awesome people uh, along the way, and made some really good friends. Um, so yeah, and then now I'm yeah, sitting in Tokyo. So it's, can I just it's been, can I just chip in and just yeah. ask? And I'm from a you know I went to Westville and from Natal originally, but yeah. I think for people outside of South Africa, it's quite hard to sort of comprehend how big schoolboy rugby has yeah. become yeah. you know in South Africa. And how important do you think it was that you you know how much did it help being at college? Like if you if you were as you know, this gifted yeah. kid playing at um, Northwood or you know another maybe yeah. not such a high profile school, yeah. not such a big rugby school. Do you think it gave you an additional advantage, or did it come with yeah. extra pressure that you enjoyed? Or I think if I look back now, I think one of the biggest things that that I that I was lucky enough to get out of Marysburg College was was the discipline okay. of being at a at a, at a at a at a boarding school like that. Like I mean, I, I learned discipline. I learned um, doing the right thing when no one was watching. Like yeah. all those kind of. I suppose values that you learn at a at a big school like that with tradition and yeah. and things like that. I think those things like boded me really well going going forward. And I think that's where um, like small things like work ethic, um, making your bed in the morning at boarding yeah. school, folding your own clothes, mm. having to do your own washing, all things like that. I think kind of align you and 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 get you going. So I was very fortunate to get the opportunity to go to Marysburg yeah. College first of all. Yeah. Uh, obviously the anniversary, my dad, Dan and myself yeah. um, from Merkiston. Um, so yeah, I think all those small little things kind of h helped a lot yeah. um, and kind of transferred onto the rugby field. I think uh, I, I do believe that that, that um, if, uh, good people make better players, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. small things like that, that kind of think really made a big difference. Yeah, it really is. It? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, as I said, in a way that a school like Marysburg College, which yeah. again for people outside of South Africa, is a, it's a state school, it's a government yeah. school, um, but it's always had this deep sporting tradition, deep traditions of, yeah. of, uh, of discipline. And it's incredible still to this day yeah. that it's maintained that. And it's, yeah. uh, it really has been a breeding ground for yeah. not just Springbok yeah, rugby I mean, players, but yeah. sports people. Yeah, I think also like, um, I mean, I remember when I got to Marysburg College uh, in grade eight, I remember Butch James yeah. coming to visit the, 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 the school. And I think also he walked into the classroom when I, I think I was 13 or 14. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. and then also like things like that. Him and then Percy Montgomery and him came into the kicking clinic at at Marysburg College. Very cool. Another big, big like kind of moment where I th where it really like got me. I mean, I'm mates with Butch now. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so yeah. cool, you know. Like he's one, he's a guy that I consider <laughs> as a friend now. But yeah. like, he, I always say to him like he was like a massive part in 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 getting me to where I am and like kind of getting that spark to to kind of go on and 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 play. You know, so we we're lucky to have guys like him. Um, your Kevin Petersons, uh, all those guys going through Marysburg College, yeah. where you you could you could strive towards them or, or something like Shows that. Shows the importance you know? of role models. Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. it's so it's so important, you know. And I'm kind of, I mean, I remember having all. I ended up playing with a lot of the guys, but I mean, a guy like Franz Stein, Brian, all those guys I had on in my in my boarding in the dorm. Yeah, yeah. You had their like post. You know, the S rugby used to have like a poster yeah, yeah. in the middle, <laughs> and then I used to have them on my. France and them yeah. still laughed. I, I, I told funny. them that when I when I first played with them. But like, 
small <laughs> things like that were, were so cool. It makes a big difference. Eh? Huge difference. Because well, I, so. I told Ron, like, John Smith was a Pretoria Boys yeah. High old boy. And yeah. it's the same. We were in grade yeah. eight to, the same year, 2008. And it was a year since winning the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. Our whole boarding, it's just like yeah. Springbok space cases, bronze <laughs> stained posters, all yeah. of that everywhere. And uh, fast forward, you're like, jeez, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So, And so, so you went, so you, you kind of had stepping stones. You like, from 14 years, you're like, I want to make Ron Como. You didn't get yeah. there, but then you motivated yourself. I want to be first, obviously, from first Craven Week. And you went, under 20s, you went to the Blue Bulls. Yeah. And that, that was quite a powerful team. You had Andre Pollard in your team. Uh, your butt was there. And you're coached by, was it Mr. Anthony? Yeah, we were, so, yeah, you, you obviously know Paul Anthony. Um, yes. Also, Boys High. And um, I think he was also a, a guy that taught, taught us so many life skills. Um, like, again, just about working hard, work ethic. Um, discipline, all things like that, that I think kind of set you, especially in a, in, in a professional uh, sporting career. You, if you don't have those things, you, I mean, people always talk about this guy was so talented and he, he, he was the most talented guy I've ever seen and he didn't make it though. You get, you get a lot of that, but being able to, to work hard and kind of channel all that into the right direction is, is important. I think Paul Anthony was a, a great teacher in terms of that. So yeah. very lucky to have him as an as a under-19 coach and, and uh, under-20. Yeah. And um, yeah, ended up playing under 20 uh, uh, junior box in my under 19 and under 20 year. Um, and that where kind where of, did you guys tour? Sorry, I'm so just gonna. First year we toured to, to France. Um, okay. I still remember it was crazy. I mean, I'd never been out the, out the country or really? let, let yeah. alone on a, on a, here we were flying across the world to France. Um, to play rugby. Yeah, yeah, to play rugby. And it was, it was awesome. We had an awesome team. I mean, Cheslin, um, Handre, Sibela Sanatlo, uh, Sanatla, we had, I mean, the whole really yeah. good team. Yeah. Um, ended up coming, I think, got got the bronze medal, okay. and then in the in the second year we lost in the final with one point to to England. So it was, and that was, so yeah. sweet. That was in New Zealand. Yeah, I remember that. So too. Um, yeah, and I think a, a lot of which, which is awesome. A lot of those guys went on to like went through and went on to play for the Springboks or you know, a guy like Pierce Kuman playing for for Scotland or yeah. mm. um, a lot of guys doing really well in the Prem and in England. Um, so it's it's great. It's a it's a good group of guys that um, yeah, just good. It's amazing good how memories. talent does come together, eh? Yeah, and, and they have these like just these ridiculously good years. Yeah, and you look like some. I mean, obviously they're always good teams, but yeah. how sometimes you know you push yeah. on next. So you've mentioned six or seven names yeah. there, guys that yeah. everyone just, knows played yeah. in World Cups, and then other yeah. years it might be like maybe one or two. Yeah. it's just it's weird how it works, but it's yeah. Yeah, no, we we, we had a pretty uh, a pretty 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 good yeah. year with some big boys. I mean, Andre Estes and all those guys. Yeah, Volk, yeah. Volk, Volk, yeah, yeah. Um, so a whole lot of guys that are doing really well overseas. Um, so yeah, that was it's some good memories there. And um, we were, I think, in Auckland in that second year, which was the best one. We were in Auckland for like eight weeks or whatever for the tournament. Wow. And, uh, yeah, spent spent some good good evenings at, at Danny Doolin's. It's an Irish bar there. <laughs> so the boys, we, our motivation would be winning. Uh, obviously on the weekend and then the night after that we'd go to Danny Dillon's and can we just put have, that on our, our to-do list when we were in Auckland just have, uh, yeah you have to go there have yeah. just pints of beer there and some live music you know live music <laughs> live music and beers is every rugby player's weakness yeah, um, yeah. you get caught up there so that, that was that was some uh, some good memories uh, you guys will have to stop there when, you, when yeah, you're there well, that's funny because um, um, it's, it's like a pinch of salt at under 20 level the, the celebratory beers are a little bit more and more often then when you like really get to the top professional, level. I think it's the opposite. To be honest, <laughs> I think it's the opposite. Um, yes. Yeah, I think you, the older you get, the more the more you know what works for you. And the, you more the uh, you okay. know, and the, you you start realizing that. Um, I suppose having 
more of a balance and, and actually enjoying it is, is more is actually when you when you play your best rugby you know so i think the the also beers those, yeah, start but, flowing a lot yeah. more when you get a bit but of, also that time with your mates because as you yeah. get older you realize you're you know yeah. you go like it's not going to be forever yeah yeah and I, that's one thing that's yeah. the thing i miss most about yeah. i mean i obviously didn't yeah. play at your level but you know i think just that the time with your mates just having yeah. the time of your life yeah. is just so special and it's uh, yeah i think also like a, like you said like it like that team environment you know yeah. i mean i realize it big time for the first time was um in the in the in the lockdown when when we got we went home from japan we were there for five six months through the whole COVID thing when it was really bad in south africa and, yeah, yeah and you weren't part of a team we weren't part of yeah. i wasn't part of the cannon eagles or yeah. the Springbok, so you didn't have anyone to kind of hold you accountable, no one yeah. to chat to. I mean, that's that's your your why, you know. Yeah. That's why you, you you get up in the morning, and yeah. then you all of a sudden you don't have that, or your mates, or you. you we got, I mean, here we go for coffees after trainings, yeah. and it's yeah. a beer here on the weekend. And we, I mean, last night we had a braai at uh, at CJ's house with all the South Africans, and so there's always something happening, yeah. you know. And then all of a sudden that gets taken away from you. Yeah. And it's like you say, it's 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 quite it's quite weird, you know. And you realize so, how important it is. Absolutely, eh? yeah. That's and then you realize why it's why you do it. In the end of the day, you know. It's, yeah, you got to so, enjoy and appreciate every moment. Eh? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You, you ramped up after that with a bit of. So I remember you were actually at my twenty-first. Yeah. That was. I, I'm gonna show you a video of carnage. Yeah. <laughs> but at that time, you kind of got called up to the Super Rugby squad, and Super Rugby then was actually like a yeah. big. The, the big breeding ground for Springbok yeah. selection. Yeah. Like if you did, performed at a Super yeah. Rugby season in when was that? Like 2015. 2015. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. You, you know you yeah. were next up, and you yeah. you just shot up. You were like yeah. Super Rugby, and then next thing you're in the box squad, yeah. and you you ended up going to yeah, yeah. to um, yeah. I think UK if I if I Cup. think back to that time, I mean, I, I think at that time I was so focused and just so I suppose driven. I, I mean, I still am just as driven, yeah. but I was just remember getting just thinking to myself, I'm going to get my shot. I'm going to get my shot. And then I remember Franz Ludico who's actually coaching over here um, in the second game of the Super Rugby, gave me my, um, yeah, um, gave me, gave him my shot and ended up, uh, uh, yeah, making my debut and then going on and playing for the Springboks. So uh, very lucky in, in that sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So just to, um, that was 2015. Mm. So I've just got a good note there. They're asking us to keep quiet. Yeah, 10 minutes. You need permission. Yeah. Please stop talking in 10 minutes. Thank you. Have <laughs> <laughs> we better? Oh, yeah. well, it's a bit of a pity because you could be all day. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I mean, I guess I mean the obvious thing now is just to fast forward to yeah from your first Springbok selection. Yeah. I mean, what was it like? I mean, were you you know obviously you, you sound like one of the most driven athletes and people I've ever met. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and obviously growing up, you got like. Was it in your back of your mind, not in your, or front of your mind? Like, not only do you want to make a career of this, yeah. but I want to play Springboks. Yeah, no, I want to go to World Cup and I want to win a World Cup. Definitely, I think that's yeah. always been the, the motivating factor, and um, it, it's quite weird that whole like th almost like three years was just like a blur. Yeah, and if I think back to it now, I mean, obviously in photos you remember a lot of stuff, but a lot of the things that happened was just like a blur because yeah. I was just so, I suppose, locked in and, and kind of just I knew what I wanted to do. You know, yeah. where, the, where the last kind of years you you start remembering, and I suppose yeah. Like the experiences and things like that, a lot more. But um, yeah, it's always something that I wanted to do and what I, what I, I had my mind set up on. So um, yeah, what was that first just, phone call when you when you got the first sort of I don't know if it was a WhatsApp yeah, or yeah, phone my brother, call. My brother chatted to to Dan, my twin brother, and then obviously my mom and all of them. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I suppose now the the thing is obviously you, you get to win it once. You now you want to do it again. You know yeah. now it's. You, it's once is good, but now you want to do it again and again and again. And I suppose that's how that's how sports works. You know, it's always 
okay, I've done this. And then the next day you're really thinking about the next yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, yeah, France is going to be, it's going to be massive. And every, I think everyone's kind of minds are wanting to get into that squad and into the, into the group, you know? And, and so I'm just going to, because 2019 was just the most spectacular. Yeah. I mean, we don't know if 2015 was, you know, you guys recovered well yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. but to come and then four years later to, to win it, um, Chasing the Sun is obviously a documentary mm. that a lot of people would have watched and yeah. that sort of, what an amazing insight it is for us as fans to sort of get yeah. a real insight mm. to what that journey was. Yeah. But I mean, that, and just to see that it was, it, it, you know, it wasn't luck by any means yeah. that you guys won it. I mean, there yeah. was a plan for a yeah. long time yeah. and to, and to, work as hard as you guys did and to be part of a plan that comes off. I mean, that, I, I can't even begin to, I get goosebumps thinking about it. I can't even imagine that feeling that actually pulling off something that big. Um, yeah. I mean, it just must've meant the world to, to you guys. Yeah, I think, I mean, it was the same group of players that had gone through all those rough patches and uh, where, where everyone said, oh, it's the worst team that they've ever seen and this and that. So I think experiencing all that through the tough times and then having, um, guys coming in that, that had an amazing plan and a, and a good kind of understanding of how they wanted to win the World Cup. Mm. I think that was kind of the two things that just met and just married nicely and ended up, yeah, just, just, yeah, just unreal. What a story. Yeah, yeah no, it's literally yeah. like, uh, yeah, it was, it was unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you kind of, you basically reached a peak. It's not, the end, we know France staying and yeah. win more. Yeah. Um, but what's, what's impressive and what I, I'm like always stoked at to know you and, and you know i'm impressed with how you do it is you're not only achieving like on the field and your mm -hmm. actual rugby you, you're being smart with your brand yeah. and you know you're making radical decisions to like move and play rugby yeah. in, in japan and um be part of different brand endorsements yeah. and, and really you know like inspire other younger kids mm -hmm. like how's that how's that transition been like you've gone from you know almost knowing ex like the, what level you need to be at on the field yeah. but now you also having to maintain that like your, your personality now you got, yeah i, I got think a blue tick on your name on instagram <laughs> <laughs> you've made it yeah, <laughs> just, yeah um i think i found myself in a weird kind of space when i left the bulls it was kind of like it's there for a whole like what seven seven eight years and you kind of want a new new challenge obviously it's financially it's really good to be over here and everyone knows that but kind of coming over here and and experiencing a different culture different style of rugby so getting yeah. stimulated in, in those kind of ways and um, I found that really, really good and uh, that's like, I suppose just getting better every day and just those gains in terms of off the field, like uh, growing as a person. I mean, yeah. I find over here, you you kind of, um, you matured, you have yeah. to grow up very quickly, you know, you're here alone, you can't speak the language. Yeah. Um, you have to really reach out and kind of be vulnerable and so that, that's been that's been great and then also get to experience the world like you guys are doing now, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it's all and it's, but what a uh, life experience yeah, I mean awesome. it's, I just think it's so um, I mean the opportunity to yeah. come and ply your trade no, in a completely different no, country so cool, learn yeah. a new language yeah. I mean that's going to stand you no, in the most incredible it's, stead it's so good yeah, um, yeah so, after your career um, yeah and I mean off the field yeah it's, it's just as amazing you know so very very lucky and very fortunate at the same yeah that's very very cool that's very good. And then yeah. how did the, and then so the Canon just sorry just to while we talk about the Canon Eagles like yeah. do, what do you guys and obviously it's it's legendary how hard you guys in, in the japan sort of set up they generally yeah. train yokes and yeah, it's yeah. i'm sure there's a lot of hours spent in the gym and on the on the paddock um what do you do they encourage you i mean in terms of learning the language do they i mean do yeah. they uh, do they help you sort of navigate life in japan yeah. or they, they literally yeah. do everything for you here so yeah. they sort out housing um they sort out transport they i mean we've got that they sort out uh, translators we've got translators at yeah. the club 
we've got a Japanese teacher. I mean, um, Ando Sun is actually a really good friend of mine. Comes to every single game. Yeah, probably our biggest Canon supporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they sort out that. So you've you've got lessons as many times as a week as you want. Oh. Um, so they really make it. I mean, they do everything sort out everything off the field just so you can perform well on the field, which is, as a, as a, as a rugby player, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, you know. There's not many places in the world where, yeah. where that happens. So we, we're very fortunate, you know. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's so yeah, cool. It's, I think it's, yeah. it's completely it's different no, it's than good. anything I've ever... Because, yeah. uh, like, when you fly, uh, Japan is yeah. far from yeah. South Africa. <laughs> you know, and it's far, it's, you know, yeah. And you like... It's, it's brave. It's like, she's... Yeah. Uh, are you like gonna go and do this? And yeah. I, I, I think the same with the Tongans and the yeah. Fijians and anyone else from New Zealand that comes to Japan, they do need to make sure that you're comfortable, yeah, so yeah. that you can play. Because if yeah. you're not comfortable, but it also shows yeah. not a lot of people do come here and they don't make it, or yeah. they, you know, after one yeah. season they cancel their contract yeah. and, and go home. And yeah. it's it's no discredit or no. credit to them, but it's, it's just, but but good stuff happens when yeah. you challenge yourself. You put yourself you in adapt, uncomfortable you know? positions. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I found it really stimulating. I've found I've grown a lot as a person and made some awesome, awesome friendships here because you, with the other foreigners that you meet here and the yeah. Japanese guys, you're with, you with them. So back home, you've, you've got family, you've got this, you've got that. Yeah, yeah you're forced to, 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 to really work on relationships and, yeah. and, and quality relationships, you know. You, you're spending a lot of time with your teammates and people outside of rugby. So I've probably made better friends here I've obviously got my mates back home, but yeah. great friends, yeah, that will be friendships for a lifetime, you know? That's awesome. Which is, which is, which is cool. Yeah, and it's yeah. more than just rugby. It goes, it goes further than, than rugby, you know, which is, which is great. Yeah, so, that's, um, again, that's just such a benefit for your yeah, no, for life later no, it's on. Cool, yeah. It really yeah. is awesome, no, it's, yeah. It's magic. Well, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I feel terrible because this yeah, like, he's gonna, I think he might uh, yeah. throw, throw a glass of water at us. Soon. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> so, it, but um, um, yeah, I'll let you close off, Adam. But I'm just going to say from my point of view, thank you so much, Jesse. What a like, this yeah. is super cool. We've, um, we, yeah, we've been, as you said, we're just two rugby fans cycling around the world on a bicycle, meeting yeah. people from the game, meeting, meeting people from the world of rugby. Um, and yeah, to meet a fellow South African who's just, Absolutely killing it here in Japan. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and thanks for all your support. And yeah, uh, and uh, so good to see you. Yeah, so, so proud and well, well done for what you guys are doing. Yeah, thanks. It's yeah, epic, bro. Shot Jesse. Yeah, it's so good to check you again. Shot uh, Yeah, and for, I, I don't know. We won't be going anywhere near Japan or South Africa anytime yeah. soon. So the next time we see you is hopefully in France. Uh, let's hope so. Yeah, gotta, hopefully yeah. make the team. And all of us stay happy and healthy until yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 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 So awesome. Thanks. Uh, thanks yeah, until next time. Yeah, thanks yeah. for listening to the Race to Rugby World Cup pod. If you like it, share it with your mates. If you don't like it, give us some comments and we'll try and improve next time. Yeah, but or hopefully we can jump on yeah in the future. Oh, there we go. We'll do it over, let's, over let's a cup, over some, a glass of Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few bottles. In France, yeah. Right, thanks awesome. so much and uh, please go to our website and uh, donate for our fundraising as yeah, well. We awesome. do appreciate it all the support. Thanks very much. Thanks guys.